Hey there, welcome to the God Class Podcast. We're happy to have you tuned in here and we believe that you will be blessed. my Bible. You are not holding anything, but you are saying this is my Bible. This is my Bible. It is the word of, it is the gospel to me. Charlie Wankwa, It shows me my scope of possibilities. It makes me a new creature. I have evidence from this gospel. I am the evidence of the gospel. Amen. Let's do it one more time. One more time. Because now I know it. Amen. Amen. This is my Bible. It is the gospel to me. It shows me my scope of possibilities. And makes me a new creature. I have evidence from this gospel. I am the evidence of the gospel. Glory. Glory. Mercy in me is coming out. I'm telling you, my word. I <laughs> welcome to the names of God conference. We're gonna do a quick. Let me be very honest with you. The, the ceremony is two, <laughs> but we'll close. All right. The ceremony is how many? Is how many? But we'll do what? Close. We'll close. So, the first thing on the outline was to pray in tongues for at least 15 minutes. I believe we've checked that, right? Yes. Because what is coming, you need strength to understand. The next thing we'll do is, what is a name? Write the outline down. Number two, what is a name? Number three, what is the purpose of a name? Alright? So, what is a name? Then what is the purpose of a name? Alright, this was, this was one of the most difficult sermons to write because I didn't want to come here and just mention the names of God and then explain them and then you get excited. No, I want to teach you. You understand? I'm a teacher of the gospel. I'm not a preacher. And so I want to, I, it, it was so difficult. But we'll, we'll do something. What is the purpose of a name? Because in the realm of the spirit, there are, there are, there are, there are things you can teach and there are things you impart. The names of God are, is not really something you can teach. You understand what I'm saying? It's something you impart. Alright, you don't worry. We'll get there. Alright, so what is the purpose of a name? Number four, how do names of God come about? How do names of God come about? Alright, number five, we'll look at some examples of these names. Some examples of these names. Number six, the functions of the names of God. The functions of the names of God. Number seven, which is the second sermon? New wine. New wine. New wine. It's a prophetic message from the Lord to us and then to the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. I'll go over the outline quickly again. Please, please listen carefully. Many of you want, how many of you want to walk deeper with God? Deeper with God. Deeper with God. All right. One of the ways you show the Lord 
Pastor Tufani, one of the ways you show the Lord that you are serious about your work with him is to pen things down. I'll repeat it again. Is to pen things down. Alright? Is to write. When you are being taught the word. When you are being taught the scripture. You imagine the person you can see teaching you and you are not writing. How much more than one you cannot see? When will you pick the pen to write? You understand what I'm saying? These are, the, these are the things that we call a faithful servant. Men who pen down. Men who write. The Bible says that. Write these things down. Write it in the scriptures. Write it down. Make it plain. That he who reads it will run. Write it down. Amen. Say I will write. So that I don't forget. Alright. So number two. What is a name? What is a name? Number three. What is the purpose of a name? Number four. How do names come about? Number two, what is a name? Number three, what is the purpose of a name? Number four, how do names come about? Number five, some names of God. Some names of God, all right? Number six, the function of the names of God. And then number seven, new wine or press. Did you get it all? You guys have it all now. If you still don't have something, raise your hand for me. You're all good. All right. Number one is the tongues that we did. Is the, is the, is the tongues. It was part of the outline. Yes. Ekaho. Praise the Lord. We would have a very supernatural service. We would have a very supernatural when I was When I was waiting in the room, my eyes were open. I was, I was on the floor waiting. And four angels surrounding me. And they had stretched their hands towards me. And they began, they began to pray for me. Pray for me. And I began to see light coming from their hands into my being. Today we are going to have a very supernatural service. So the ashes have to be like on extra alert. And then you earn your money's worth. Praise the Lord. Let's begin. Spirit of God, give us wisdom and understanding. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not suffer my foot to be moved. Carry your presence everywhere. Who am I? Your mind is so full of me. Mortal man, awesome God. Mortal man, awesome. You will not suffer my foot to be moved. I carry your presence everywhere. Who am I? Your mind is so full of me. Mortal man, awesome God. Mortal man, awesome God. We hail you. We worship you. We hail you most high. We hail you. We hail you. We worship you. We hail you most high. We hail
one more time. We hail you. We hail you. Sing, we worship. We worship you. We hail. you. One more time. One more time. We hail you. We worship, we worship you, we hail you, Number one, what is a name? A name is an identifier used to seclude, don't worry, let me go through it, then I'll repeat it for you to write. A name is an identifier used to seclude or select one out of a lot. So a name is an identifier. And we use that identifier to seclude or select one out of a lot. Alright? So all of you here are people, true or false. But when I say Diane, she knows to stand. All of a sudden, by her name, she has been secluded from the lot. Are you with me? A name is an identifier. It's an identifier. So you may have ten brothers. But when I come and I say, where's your brother? You'll ask me which one. Then I'll say, oh, maybe Kwame. All of a sudden, I've identified and secluded one of your brothers. A name is an identifier. And it secludes one out of a lot. Are you with me? Are you with me? Let's look at Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Oh, my Lord. Shatake roto. Shatikas dibra. Brashtoke zotaka shtepepereke de goshta. That's rocket science, you will play and write there. Wow. Wow. You have to write there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Exodus chapter 3 verse 13. It says, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his? What is his? All of a sudden, Moses is letting God understand that you saying you are God is not enough. There are many like you. If you don't give me an identifier, an item that can seclude you from the lot, that by that identifier, the people of Israel can know who I'm talking about, I'll be in trouble. My issue is not your power. I don't need your power. My issue is not your presence. It's not yet that time. But when I go to them and I tell them, God sent me, they'll ask me which one. Give me something that can seclude you from the lot. Are you with me? Are you with me? A name is an identifier that secludes one out of a lot. So all of a sudden, because the Egyptians had many gods, and those many gods had been passed down to the Israelites. So when you go to Egypt and you say, I'm looking, I'm, I've come to bring you your God, they'll begin to ask, which one are you talking about? Do you understand what I'm saying? They have Iris, they have, is it Iris or Isis? Hey, Asimo. Then Horus and then Ra and all these gods. Ra is the god of the sun. Uh, Horus is the god of this. This is the god of that. All these gods. God of fertility and all. So Moses said, I am wiser than a fool. To go in there and say God sent me. They will ask me which one. Give me a name. Give me a name. Give me a name. Give me a name. Oh, Shataka Dogosha. Give me a name. Give me a name. You called me to my generation. You said I will be a great businessman of my time. Uh-uh. It's not enough. Give me a name. Give me a name. Give me a name. You called me to my generation. You said to preach your gospel. It's not enough. Give me a name. Give me something by which when I stand and I call you out, it's an identifier that everybody around me knows indeed I was sent by you. Give me a name. Give me a name. 
Men get up and because they have great destinies, they begin to walk around proclaiming it. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Until you receive a name from God, you are not qualified. A name. A name. Yes. So although we have the God of this and the God of that, when you come to me and you ask me what's the name of your God, there's a name I can mention that shows you that I have been called to do what I am doing. My name from him. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't move until you have a name. Don't. You see, the mistake you make is to assume that a call only deals with ministry. No. You are called to be a doctor. You are called to be a lawyer. You are called to be a pharmacist. They are callings. And so if he has called you to that, he has given you a name by which anytime you are in trouble, you can call. And then all of a sudden, he is there to help you based on what he has called you to do. Yes. Some of you, you, you are dating, the boy's name, the boy that you are dating is called Kwame, but you call him Sugar Bear. It's a name. Yes. So when you stand and you say Sugar Bear, all of a sudden, in the midst of thousand Kwames, he knows to come out. True or false? Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. Diabetes in Kwame. Almost real. If you've not been given a name, are you dating or they are dating you? Kadaba, daba, daba, daba. Focus, focus, focus. Number two, for a name. A name is also a summarized description of a person or an object or a personality. It's a summarized description, right, of a person or an object or a personality. A summarized description. So, when I come, it's a summarized description of a person, an object, or a personality. So, when I come on the scene and I mention a particular name, there's no need for you to ask me a certain question about that thing I've called. Because all of a sudden, I've summarized the personality of the thing. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? All of a sudden, I've summarized the personality of the thing in its name. Example, good God. When I call him good God, will you now come and ask me, is he good? No. I've summarized the personality in the name. Hmm? I've summarized the personality name. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So a name is also a summarized description of a person. What is going on? A name is also a summarized description of a person or an object or a personality. A person, an object or a personality. A summarized description. Praise the Lord. Yes. Number three. Or you put this down. So if these two things are what a name is, then the name of God is an identifier used to separate him from other gods and also specify on a particular aspect or function of his persona. I'll take my time. I'll take my time. Um, how do I make this work? Okay. If I give you guys the notes, would you be able to project them in bits? Kevin, if I give you guys the notes, would you be able to project them? All right. Um, boys, so that you can write some of them from the board or from the team or whatever it is. All right, let's make it work. Praise the Lord. Hmm. All right. Um, any leader on the um, thingy me bob? The I'm a Please help them get it. I'm putting it on the page. Thank you. All right. Let's make it work. All right. As as soon as possible, Kevin, get this done. Sorry about the late notice. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Let's move on. 
So number one, we said a name is an identifier used to seclude or select one out of a lot. And we used Exodus 3.14 as the definition. All right? All right? Then number two, we said a name is also a summarized description of a person, an object, or a personality. So when you mention a name, it's already a summary of what you are talking about. All right? All right? All right. For example, my name is Kwesi. You will not come and ask me where you born on Sunday. True or false? From my name, you've already received a summary of something about my life. All right? Another example. If my name is Ametowobla, you will not hear that name and come and ask me if I'm an Ashanti. All of a sudden, from my name, you've received another summary of my life. True or false? Yes. Names are important. Name, mm, mm, mm. Names, whether you heard them or you give them, are important. What you call a thing is important. You can, you can look at the same glass and call it half empty or half full. It's important. The side you choose of the coin is important. It may be the same coin, but where you stand matters. Hmm? Where you stand matters. The truth of the matter is that no coin has a head or a tail. We've named it as such. Yet the name we've given the coin helps us to identify which part of the coin we are looking at. True or false? Yes. It matters. It matters. Hello? Alright. It matters. Are you with me? It matters. So the name you give a thing matters. The name you hear a thing being called matters. Abraham, become Abraham. Why? One is not your destiny. The other is the father of many nations. A name matters. When I went to Maker's House, one of the very first months that I was in Maker's House, they were coming to name a baby. And it was a very heavy tree name, but we didn't know the meaning. But the pastor knew the meaning. There and then, he changed the name of the child. Yes. And the parents were wise enough to accept the change. Yes. Because the Bible lets us understand that Jabez was also given a name. Yes. Jabez was given a name. Yes. And yet that name was what was causing him all the problems in his life. Say a name matters. Yes, but we are not here concerning our own names. Amen. So therefore, a name of God is an identifier used to separate him from other gods and also specify on a particular aspect or function of his persona. Because when you call God and you call him God, there are other things concerning that God that you may be looking out for. You may be speaking to God, but you want healing. There's no need to call Jehovah Jireh. No, you are in the wrong definition. You are in the wrong space. To call on a provider when you are looking for healing is an error. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And therefore, for you to call upon the right aspect of God, you must know the importance of his names. Do you understand what I'm teaching you? Yes. Should I give you another example? When you go to your house right now, there's a single man there. He has two names. Your father. You go there and then you are calling him father. Your mom is calling him husband. Yes. The definition, the name by which you call him will determine the access that you have to that person. What you receive will be different based on your role. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. The name you call a thing matters. The name that you call a thing by matters. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Another thing. A name of God is a revealer of a face of God. A name of God is a revealer of a face of God. A name of God is a revealer of a face of God. 
So it was not until certain things took place that we got to know that this God is also like this. The name that he brought out or the name that he was given showed us an aspect of his, himself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. It was not until Apostle Michael Oropo got married that people began to see that, hey, Apostle, you two are romantic. Yeah? Or when you got married, a lot of the young men in ministry were angry. As if he has done something wrong. Because all of a sudden, they called him a particular name. That gave access to a particular side of him. Yes. So you get Apostle Michael. When she goes home, she gets Mike. Uh-huh. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Say your name. It matters. So we've said a lot of things just here. I'm still on point two. All right. So a name is an identifier to seclude or select a pers- uh, a one thing out of a lot. A name is also a summarized description of a person or an object or a personality. A name of God, therefore, is an identifier used to separate him from other gods and also specify on a particular aspect or function of his persona. Alright? You specify on a particular aspect or function of his persona. Okay? So now we're going to look at the purpose of a name. View team, do you have the notes now? Still? It's not meant to be. future. You write my story. What's Esther Smith like you are singing? God of my present. God of my future. You hold it all together. God of my present. God of my future. together, God of my present, God of my future, is it in now? You write my story, you hold it all together, have a lot to do. Purpose of a name. Number one, to call. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. The first purpose of a name is to call. The first purpose of a name is to call. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. The first purpose of any name is to call. Yes. It's to call. It's to call. When you receive a name of a person, it's so that you can call. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. It gives you access. So the next time you see them, you're not like, hey, tss, tss. you do tss. All of, all, many of us will not turn. Do I look like it? Praise the Lord. A name is to call. A name is to do what? Call. A name is to do what? Call. A name is to call. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. The Bible says, Call unto me how? With a name. You, you can't just go and stand there. I'm calling. I'm calling what? Call unto me. How? With a name. So whenever you are praying, I don't care how short the prayer is. Even when you are hungry and you are about to pray, Father, all of a sudden you've called a what? A name. Because you must address what you are about to say to something. How do you do that? You call. With what? A name. 
to me and I will answer thee and show thee. So until you call, I cannot answer. And you cannot call without a name. So a name gives you access to an answer. Do you see that? A name gives you access to an answer. Because if you cannot call, he will not answer. And if you don't have a name, you cannot call. All of a sudden, when I have a name, I can make a call. I can say something. Imagine getting a number and then calling the person. And you are rather asking, who is this? Many of you will hang up, two of us. Ah, when I'm friend, we'll be saying, who is this? The moment you get a call, the first thing you're expecting is to hear your name. Hello this, hello that. Right? Yes. Because it's with the name that we call. Alright? It's with the name that we do all. Number two, to refer to something. Exodus chapter 4 verse 5 and Psalm 20 verse 1. We use a name to refer to something. We use a name to refer to something. So the first thing is to call. That's to communicate with the thing that you are calling. Alright? Then the second thing is to refer to something. Let's read it all together. One, to go. All of a sudden, the reference point that Moses truly heard from this God was a name. Can you imagine? The only way he could refer to his encounter was by a name. I met the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. All of a sudden, with the name, he was able to refer to something, to make reference to something. You understand what I'm saying? So when, when, when I come and I say, play the instrument, they will look at me, which one? Then I can say, drum. All of a sudden, by that name, I've referred to exactly what I'm speaking about. You make reference to something. You identify that thing. You make reference to the thing. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Turn it on. Turn what on? The air condition. Turn it on. Turn what on? The microphone. Turn it on. Turn what on? A name is needed to make reference. An action cannot go without a name. Whatever you want me to do, I'll need a name to do it. Nike, just do it. Do what? Then all of a sudden, they give you a name. You understand what I'm saying? Are you sure? If you don't understand, tell me. There's very little I can do, but you tell me. Psalm 20 verse 1. Psalm 20 verse 1. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. All of a sudden, we are learning a new thing. You can only get defense from the God of Jacob. The God of Abraham does not defend. The God of Isaac does not defend. The God of Jacob defends. These things are important. You call the wrong name of God in your prayer time and you receive something that you are not expecting. Yes. So you are sick on your bed and you are praying. Oh God, my Jehovah Jireh, heal me. All of a sudden, someone sends you $10,000. And you are confused. You ask for provision when you called him like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. The God of Jacob defend thee. There's a reason. And we'll get to it. Because there are ways that the names of God come up. One of them is through encounters. We'll get to it. Oh, today we'll find a new name. Today we'll find a new name. We'll find a new name of this God. Yes. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. So when you get in front of them and say, who, and they say, we'll kill you if you don't mention the name. And you say, the God of Abraham, you are in trouble. Because it's only the name of the God of Jacob that brings defense. Do you see that? These things are important. The mistake believers make is to generalize everything in this kingdom. 
everything, everything, everything is one for us. One big basket. Yes, we just do it anyhow. There are protocols. Two of us. Yes. This is not social studies where uh, development of infrastructure is always an answer to something. No. You must find the true thing. You must find the true thing. You must find it. You must find it. You mention the wrong name at the wrong time. You will be as you are. Yes. So many people will come to me say, I've been praying, I've been praying. Which name have you been calling in your prayer? All of a sudden, you now get light. Yes. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Number three, to draw the attention of something or someone. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9. Thank you Lord Jesus. When we tell you to have spiritual friends, it's for a reason. You imagine being at lunch and then there's an inclination in your spirit to lift up your voice and pray. And you're at lunch with your friends. And you know very well that they don't do this kind of thing. How are you going to pray? How are you going to pray? You see, sometimes the instructions of the spirit don't come with explanation. You receive an instruction, an inclination in your spirit. It's called the leading of the Holy Ghost. And then you don't go with it. You don't go with it. Because you think you have time. That assumption. That assumption. That assumption. There are situations that are life or death at the point. Praise the Lord. What will your friend do? When you begin to speak in tongues behind your table when you are eating. Shataka, shataka. Would they hold your hand and join you? Or they begin to laugh and take video? That alone should be a question for why the person is your friend. It should honestly be a question for why the person is your friend. There was a story I read somewhere. A woman, her child, she sent her child to the hospital. And then um, when she got there, a few minutes later, a woman was told news by the doctor that the child had died. Her child had died, a different woman. And the woman didn't get angry, didn't start crying and rolling on the floor. Maybe it would, no, she started praying, started praying, started praying, started praying. And all of a sudden, the woman who had also sent her child to the hospital joined her in prayer. And they prayed. Strangers, united by one sound. Strangers. And as they were praying and praying in the hospital in Nigeria, the doctor came back. The same doctor who had come and said the child had died came back and said, this child is back alive. How do, how do you explain such a thing? How do you explain such a thing? Yes. When you don't surround yourself with the kind of people that you can lift up your voice in prayer and their next move is to join you, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. That's what is called unequally yoked with unbelievers. Yes. There's a way that you can put a yoke on the oxen and then they can't move freely. Pastor Emmanuel Aaron says that when he was a young boy, all of a sudden his mother was in the kitchen cooking. Then all he heard was that she had fallen on the floor and she had started praying. Crying and praying. And he went and was like, mommy, why? And she said, your father, your father, your father. And she kept praying. Not knowing that at the same time that the Holy Ghost had slain her in the spirit and he made her intercede for the husband, armed robbers were attacking him on the street, taking his brand new car. You imagine
imagine being married to a woman who cannot sense those things. Her, own, her only assignment is that the food must be ready. Who's going to eat the food? The dead man? I hear what I'm saying. I hear what I'm saying. You imagine yourself being a woman who cannot hear these things. A mother that you cannot see anything, you cannot hear anything, you can't sense anything. You send your child to school in the morning, you go in the evening to pick him up, and they redirect you to a hospital. You saw nothing about it. In fact, that day was one of your most joyous days. Says nothing. You've never laughed like that before as you were laughing, your child was dying. Yes. Where's your spiritual guard? Where's your hedge of fire? What are you using? What is protecting you? What is keeping you safe? I love the Lord. You'll be blamed. Because funny enough, the thing that you call love for God is not even enough for him. You ask him. You go into your secret place and ask him. You think this is how love looks like? Love that has no dedication. Love that has no commitment, no sacrifice. None whatsoever. What do you think you've given to the Lord that is worthy? What you name one thing you think you've given to the Lord that is worthy. To date, you struggle to do quiet time. You struggle to pray. And you think your love for God is enough. If it was enough, it would have covered those two things alone. Yes, let him feel you. Look at my face the way you are looking at me. Look at it. Let me tell you the truth. Yes. Many of you walk around and when we try and advise you, you have me ask for me. I know the Lord is looking at my heart. What you don't know is that the heart does not. No man needs to open your chest to see your heart. We can look at your outside and see your heart. Yes. Yes. I can look at you like this and see your heart. Yes. It's not enough. It's not enough. Grow. Mount up. The Bible says that they that are sons of God are led by the Spirit. They that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. The word sons there is not talking about just sonship. As in those who have become born again. It's talking about mature people. Mature people. Mature people. Mature people. It takes maturity to be led by the Spirit. It takes maturity. Because where you will be led, you know, is dark. You see, God is the God of light. That's not mean he leads us only into light. There are days where God will take you into the dark. Yes, obscurity is where he does his best work. You ask him. These things that we tell you, he's there. You can ask him. Obscurity is where he does his best work. It was in the cave of Adullam that David was being built as a man. 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 Jesus Christ appears as a baby. Appears as a 12-year-old. Appears at 30. What was happening in between those gaps? Obscurity. Hmm? I hear what I'm saying. I hear what I'm saying. Thank you for tuning into the God Class Podcast. Also follow us on Instagram at h.s.ministries underscore and on Twitter at hsm underscore daily. Finally, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The God Class TV. God bless you and see you in our next episode.